Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one is for The Last of Us Part 2. Finally able to review this game. Uh, just a quick note of course for those of you who maybe don't know. Um, I'm going to be putting a spoiler free section here at the start. So if you're worried about any of these spoilers uh, for The Last of Us Part 2. Then uh, you don't need to worry for the first part. Uh, because the format for this will be the spoiler free review at the start. Uh, housekeeping section where we tell you what else we've been up to on entertainment talk and then there will be a spoiler section after that but I will give you another warning when we get to that part of the game uh, that part of the review sorry um, so yeah no need to worry about any spoilers yet uh, so let's go with my overall thoughts and feelings I've got some notes written down um, and that's the first of those my overall thoughts and feelings on the game uh, I did talk about the game a little bit yesterday on our gaming podcast which I'd recommend you go and check out as well from this week uh, lots and lots of stuff that we talked about uh, this week as well but I really love this game I do think this game is a masterpiece I think that uh, particularly with some of the risks that this game took I think that the way this game pays off from some of those risks um, makes the game even better to a certain degree. I think that uh, what Neil and the team and what Naughty Dog have managed to do here is something, as I put in the title, some, something very special, something special here. Um, I think that, um, yeah, that this game in terms of its animation, the gameplay, the ambition with the story... I think it's something that's that's very very worth going through. Uh, of course, in terms of whether or not this game is worth going through or worth playing, we do have a relatively new rating system, which is a skip and don't skip rating. And as you've seen from the title, I'm going to easily easily give The Last of Us 2 a don't skip rating. I'd highly highly recommend that you play this game. Um, I think that there's some really special stuff in here. I think that, uh, like I said, what Neil and everybody else has managed to do has been really really special. Um, and um, yeah, I don't recommend that you skip it, so that's a very easy answer for that. Sometimes that answer is a little bit more difficult than other times, but sometimes when you've got a 10 out of 10, which is what I'm easily going to give this game uh, a masterpiece, you you got to re recommend that people don't skip it. Um, so, yeah, that's some of my overall thoughts and feelings. I think that um, some of the criticism that this game has got has been somewhat unfair and as I've said uh, before in the as I said this week on the gaming podcast you're not right or wrong if you like The Last of Us Part 2 or you hate it or you're somewhere in the middle it's it's uh, it's subjective um, and uh, I'm very much in the camp where you know with this game I saw what Neil and the team were going for I saw what um, they were trying to do here in terms of some of the particular things certainly with that as well um and there was a few moments in this game where i i was a little bit unsure of where it was going not gonna, not gonna lie with that of course um but uh it it's one of them somewhat rare situations with with a game film or show or whatever or with a comic book where something decides to do something you're not quite expecting and uh i think it really really pays off here i think that yeah, it, it, when you take a really big uh, video game IP like this, such as Last of Us, Last of Us, and you you know you do a sequel, Last of Us Two, or a second part, however it's being kind of labelled here. Interesting, isn't it? Like, it's not Last of Us Two; it's Last of Us Part Two. Um, but I suppose you know it's it's still a continuation of the story, nonetheless. When you take one of the most critically critically acclaimed uh, PlayStation Three games of of the last generation, and of course the game was really loved by people that still played it on PS Four, but it is a PS Three game. 
you do a sequel or a continuation or however you're labeling it and people really love Joel and Ellie people really love the world that they've built and the horror around it and these new kind of clicker enemies and 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 everything else that's kind of going on and you take a bit of a risk and it pays off I think that's um almost more rewarding than uh than than certain other games uh in a particular way outside of the risks that the game takes I think that they do some really really good stuff here as well I think that um if I'm going to move on to the gameplay side of things, uh, things such as hiding in the tall grass and the enemy callouts and uh, certain other new kind of mechanics and systems in this game, I think are really, really amazing. Um, and um, it's it felt like it didn't feel at any point um, in this game to where I would get caught unfairly or I would make a mistake because of the game. You because of like the game's mechanics, I'd usually feel that if I made a mistake in this game and I got caught like from trying to be stealthy or whatever from these new kind of stealth mechanics such as the tall grass that I'm talking about, um, the yeah it would it would usually be kind of of my own fault and and whatnot. Um, there is a particular gameplay thing I do want to talk about, but it is going to involve some spoilers so i'm going to save that part till later so that's one that's one of the gameplay specific things i sort of want to save until later but there was a particular situation that i was in and uh very very much enjoyed it but i can't unfortunately talk about what that is until i get into some spoiler stuff because it involves well some more spoilery things so uh yeah gameplay wise um I still feel like the guns are kind of unique and really great because last of us has got this sort of system where you get that circle kind of radical don't you and uh, it sort of does jump up a bit of course you can stabilize a weapon if you um use the new workbench systems or the ones that, the ones that were there but they've been kind of changed and, what, and whatnot um and i think that really helps and that's been really great as well um but yeah such as like you know the new melee system and the dodge mechanic and just the even the dodge mechanic aside will kind of included as well um, the way you can, the way if you've got Ellie's little, I think it's like a flip knife kind of thing, and you haven't got like a big melee weapon that you can use, the idea of like having to time your dodges and things like that, not not too sort of Assassin's Creed-esque, it's not quite that deep, but it's deep, the system's deep enough to where you can't just go in just mashing square and then like, you know, play the game as if it's a beat-em-up or something, um, you have to be kind of tactical with that and, and that sort of thing. Um, as well as things like, you know, grabbing the enemy, using them as a human shield, I thought was re really interesting and cool. There was quite a few times where, uh, if I saw a particular opportunity, I would, I would grab someone as a human shield, um, and then aim and try and shoot at someone else, because then you kind of take two out in one, don't you? In, in one kind of swift move, I suppose. Uh, but that was really cool to do, and obviously you can just stab the other person afterwards. Uh, speaking about the speaking of stabbing, the violence and gore and that, uh, I remember I talked about it in the preview, and I've kind of been I've been saying all along about this game that when you've got these two cult type groups, one of which is more of a cult than the other one, but they're still sort of like that. Um, and you've got a situation where these these cults, this cult and whatnot, they're not going to care about how violent they are towards Ellie or towards any characters that um, are with her or any of their enemies. Basically, they're not gonna, they're not going to care about that. And uh, it's a situation where even in our day and age, cults like that are, are still really really bad. But you know, you you had the apocalypse on top of that. You had this you know idea of um, more survival and and that sort of thing um they're gonna be really 
terrible and they're not going to care about how violent they are towards you. Um, I felt like the game managed that really, really well actually. There wasn't any point where I felt like, okay, they're pushing this too far. And there wasn't any points either where I felt like they were he- they were holding it back. Because one of the big things I kind of talked about in, in the preview and previously to, to, to that was... The game shouldn't feel the need to... Because th- these are violent sets of characters. Really violent sets of characters. They shouldn't have to feel the need to find any way to hold those sorts of characters back in any particular way. But also find the line where you're not pushing that too far. And I actually thought they did that perfectly. That was one of the things that was perfect about this game. I'm not calling it a perfect video game. I'm saying an aspect within the game was, was pretty much perfect. There was never ever a point where I felt like... Okay, this is just torture porn or gore porn or whatever you want to sort of call it. Um, I always kind of felt like, okay, what these characters are doing are suitable and make sense within the context of the world and the situation. And, you know, you add in the post-apocalyptic situation with survival and runners and clickers and whatnot. It it all felt natural within the context of the story and the situation so i'm 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 pretty happy with that because that was one of the biggest controversial things going into this game was like oh these these you know these characters are really violent and that and uh oh is it gonna like turn people off and that sort of thing some people it might you know some people might find it way too gory to, to more than more than what i did and that's fine like i understand certain people are a bit more squeamish than me they're a little bit more um yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit more maybe sort of sensitive to that type of violence, and I, I I totally understand if you are, um, and to a certain degree you're kind of supposed to feel you're not so you're not supposed to feel comfortable with the violence in this game or it, it, any of that sort of context within it. You're not supposed to really go in and be like, oh yeah, this is perfectly fine. Um, I mean, I've kind of, I've said it was really good and really like kind of perfect, but in terms of balancing the tone of that, the violence itself isn't fine because you know it's it's really really violent and whatnot but you know what i mean it sort of felt like um yeah i felt like they, they really got that correct and uh you're not you're not really supposed to be comfortable with it per se you can be like, like comfortable to agree where you're like okay you kind of brush it off that type of comfortable um so yeah i felt like they they, they balanced that really well at least from my perspective i can only talk about my own opinion because that's the one that i've got so uh, if some of you guys felt like the game was a bit too violent at certain points or whatnot, or you felt like they went too far with one of the character, one of the cults or one of the characters or whatever, that's that's completely fine as well. Um, because it, you, even if you look at the game through the trailers and some of the gameplay stuff, you're not supposed to be brush it off comfortable with the violence. You're you're not supposed to be like you are supposed to find it at least at least dark to some degree. I think so. Uh, again, I think they did that really perfectly. Uh, speaking of that as well, um, yeah, I, I, I was wondering if I finished with the gameplay stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the new melee weapons and that. Because I was about to move on to animation, but yes, continuing with the gameplay stuff. Um, yeah, I think that you know, with the uh, handheld weapons that you've got, you can kind of upgrade them. That really helps out as well. Um, I thought that some of the newer weapons or the the improved versions of old weapons, I'm talking about the bow and arrow here, uh, much, much, much better. Because in the first Last of Us, of course, or in The Last of Us, um, of course you had this, you had this really, I, I never quite understood why they did it, but you've got this bow and arrow mechanic, uh, you know, in the first game to where it's this arrow that kind of loops and you have to sort of straighten it out or whatever i never i never really understood why they did it that way um in part two of course you've got more of a normal bow and arrow where um 
you know you do just have to pull it back and you've still got the, the tension of, of trying to get that done in time and, and all that sort of thing um, but yeah, it was just so much more, it was a lot more Tomb Raider Horizon Zero Dawn-esque, where it was none of this sort of looping arrow thing or whatever it was from the first game, uh, and it was a lot, lot better, and I, I really, really enjoyed using the bow and arrow in this game. I'd said, um, after certain, um, gameplay stuff that, uh, after, after some of the gameplay demos that we saw that the bow and arrow looks, looks, looks a lot better and, and kind of impressive, so I was, uh, I was really happy with that as well. Um, yeah, I mean... In terms of other things as well, you know, using bricks like you could do in the first game, I thought was really good. There was a lot of times that I wasn't expecting to use that to where uh, to to stun an enemy basically, and you can use the the strike option afterwards. So if you throw it at them and then strike them, um, obviously that pretty much can give you away, but. Sometimes the situation will come to that, so uh, I thought that was done really well as well. Um, being able to just like break windows and break glass and things like that, and jump through certain areas was a lot more helpful than what you might think it it, it would be and uh, there were certain situations where i was kind of almost trapped by by certain enemies and whatnot and the only option out of the room was to yeah go through a window but break it first um speaking of that as well there's an interesting little thing i noticed in this game and this this might seem like a really small and simple thing but it's something that uh that did impress me a fair bit was when um there was this i think within one of the one of the stores in the game that you go into there was this little uh fridge that you can like you know, from like one of the supermarkets or something and i noticed this little like bottle i think it was one of the alcohol bottles for making a molotov or for, for something else and i saw it behind it and it had this little this little video game glint on it if you will to where like you can pick this up but it wasn't like it wasn't flashing bright red or something ridiculous it was just this little this it had this little glint on it to where it's like okay we won't make it too obvious but this this is a thing that you can pick up and so it was behind the, the glass of this um uh fridge door on that and obviously you can't open that and i kind of thought hang on a minute can i actually like with the, with the same mechanic hitting the the thing with square like you do with the the windows that you jump through you hit square and you break those and you jump through can i break that and like pick that up because on a lot of video games you can't do that you'd see something that you'd think would be grabbable that you'd be able to grab um and you'd think okay can i can i go can i get to this particular thing and a lot in a lot of games you can't i broke the glass i was able to pick it up might seem like a really really small thing but little things like that in video games where and that i was in that situation a lot of time uh, a fair few times where there was something that looked breakable I could break it and either go to a different area or pick something up or whatever. It might seem like a really small thing, but if you think about it, that's something that's quite interesting and quite good, I think, as well. So I'm going to give uh, some some praise for for that some of that stuff as well. Uh, moving on from gameplay to animation, um, I really think they've knocked it right out of the park with with this game with the animation. Um, from you know when you're strangling someone and stabbing them and knifing them in the neck or whatever and all the animation from like ellie's face and you can see sort of the strain from ellie well, not the strain that the sort of tension i suppose is a better word to use from like her stabbing this person in the neck and you can see the other person like really struggling and whatnot uh there's other things to where like if you look in certain mirrors of the game and ellie will react i think she like brushes her hair back or something something like that or she sort of squints with her eyes and, and that sort of stuff um to just there's just there is a lot of examples in this game where you you could have stripped out the animation in this game and it wouldn't have really mattered but it's it's all about that 
immersion type of stuff and this is some of the stuff that I'm talking about to where you can't just make a game look pretty and put some half decent mechanics in and get away with it I mean sometimes you can but when you got a big detailed game like this yes this game still looks amazing but when you combine that with animation as well and you actually put really 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 good gameplay and really good game mechanics in and stuff it just makes more of a better package and yeah it, it it's something that's just it really shouldn't go unnoticed that type of stuff and um i'm i'm pretty impressed with that as well cuz I, I i know i said this after the ghost of tsushima uh state of play recently i i'm i'm getting a little bit tired of people sort of saying okay this this game isn't great but it really looks good so therefore i like it more and it just w w when you take a game like this that still does look really good like the graphics are still obviously they're really 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 good and all that but gameplay just matters so much more it really really does when you're making a video game that has to have really good game mechanics doesn't have to have the best mechanics in the world in terms of advancing those mechanics but you got to make your gameplay really really well and it 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 just it matters so much more when when you do that and i really feel like this game emphasizes how to do both in that way of like okay here's some yeah this game looks 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 amazing looks looks gorgeous and uh, there's certain there's certain you know scenes and that that are really really striking 90% of the game in fact or 95% of the game um but yeah when you combine that with great gameplay you just you you shouldn't you shouldn't don't don't let a game win you over for graphics is is what I'm trying to say, but this game doesn't just rely on graphics; it relies on so much more. And uh, I'm I still like like I kind of said at that time with the Ghost of Tsushima stuff. I'm really really curious to see how next gen the next generation of games will treat that because yes, the graphics are going to be better in the next generation of games, but your gameplay matters a lot. It really really does. Like what you can do in the game and and that sort of stuff. It it just immerses you so much more. Um, but anyway, yeah, the animation's really really great in this game. And uh, that was another very, very impressive area as well. That's pretty much all my spoiler-free um, notes. I'm going to get into spoilers here in a little bit. Don't click off yet. Don't do that yet. Um, but overall, 10 out of 10. Don't skip. Masterpiece. I'm throwing all those words out there. Look, if you disagree with me, if you hate this game, if you don't like certain things that they did in this game, I'm, I'm, yeah, it, that, that's your opinion. It's up to you. I'm not right. You're not right. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. If you hated this game, you're not right or wrong. I love this game, I'm not right or wrong. Is this game developed by Insomniac? No, that's incorrect. It's developed by Naughty Dog, and that's that's the truth. You know, it, it your your opinion on on any piece of medium can't be right or wrong. Um, you know, so. But uh, there we go, because yeah, there's a lot of hate out there for this game, but there's also a lot of love, which is really interesting to see actually. I've, I've I've got to be honest as well to see to see some people really really hate this game like I mean I mean a lot really hate this game and to see certain people like me just give this 10 out of 10 praise you know masterpiece and all that it's it is actually making for some interesting conversations online and I'm very curious as as time goes on and more people play this game or more people refuse to play this game um what that starts to look like more and more so yeah uh, i'll also say one last thing as well is that uh actually i have two two more things to say in this spoiler free section first of all if you i'm not going to get into what the leaks were i am going to talk about those in the spoiler section 
if you've read one of the particular leaks or a couple of the particular leaks and you think that this game is ruined because of that there's a couple of leaks out there that just really don't give context they really don't and i think that you should just 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 give this game a chance i'm not telling you that you have to play this game if you don't want to play it it's up to you i'm not going to tell you what to do i can uh, i can only recommend you what to do that's what i'm here to do that's part of the review here is to say is this thing good bad do i recommend it yes i loved it yes i recommended it if you don't want to play it it's perfectly fine if you like my recommendation or you wanted to play it even before you listen to this and you want to play it that's great as well it, it's entirely up to you i can only recommend you what what to do but if you read those leaks before the game or someone spoiled the game for you and all that kind of stuff just 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 keep in mind that there's context that is missing in those leaks and i think that context is very very important very very important so keep that in mind as well yeah before we move on uh the last thing i wanted to do was just give a thank you to neil Druckmann for making this game being the director he is of course the director of the first and second game He's also going to be, I think it's the showrunner, I can't remember exactly, but the Last of Us TV series, which is getting developed by um, HBO, he's going to be heavily, heavily involved with that. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to give the team a thank you for making a game I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I was very, very excited for at the time this game did exceed my expectations uh, with certain things. And, uh, but I think Naughty Dog are now my favourite developer, because they've made my favourite video game and also the best video game I've played because my favourite video game is Crash Bandicoot 3. They of course did do the whole original trilogy. And the two best games that I've played, Last of Us 1 and 2. Uh, Witcher 3 is still very much up there in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I think by default that kind of makes them my favourite developer. So uh, that's really, really good as well. But yeah, just wanted to thank Neil and the team and Naughty Dog and Sony. And every every single person involved with creating this game. Uh, you, you've made this person happy. Just Just keep that in mind. I don't know if the team will ever hear this, but... I just want them to know that uh, I'm very, very, very happy with the game. And uh, thank you very much for doing that. I cannot wait to see what Naughty Dog does next. Whether it's DLC for this game, Last of Us 3, a completely new game, or if it's something else. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll am i I'll be here waiting. So, uh, that's good as well. Um, but thank you all very much for listening to the spoiler-free section. We're going to get into a bit of housekeeping. Uh, so don't leave quite yet. We will get into that and then uh, I'll see you guys for that in a minute. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it. There's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, 
just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, as I said, uh, last night we did do our Gaming Talk podcast. This week we talked about, speaking of Crash Bandicoot, what a segue that was. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 was announced um, earlier this week from Activision. It's being developed by Toys for Bob and not by Curious Visions. We discussed that. And uh, it's going to be coming out the 2nd, I think it's the 2nd or the 3rd, the 2nd of October. So really, really soon. Very much looking forward to that. I discussed the announcement there and the interesting changes with the development for uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. So if you want to check that out as well. We also talked about this week's uh, or this uh, the, the newest presentation for Cyberpunk 2077. Which was um, hosted by Holly Bennett who used to work for PlayStation Access. She did a really good job there as well. Uh, we did also talk about the, the review bombing and uh, some of the reception. And my spoiler free impressions as well for Last of Us 2. Which I know you've just listened to. But uh, I talked a little bit about it there as well. And quite a lot of other stuff. It's an hour and 40 minutes that podcast. And uh, we just had so much to talk about. Uh, last night so uh, that was really good to do as well Uh, football is back and uh, yes I'm very much aware that Liverpool won the Premier League but before that happened uh, Man United did beat Sheffield United 3-0 and Anthony Martial got Man United's first hat-trick since 2013 so it's been a long time but uh, Anthony Martial did get that and Man United did win 3-0 so congratulations to Anthony Martial on that that's also his first Man United hat-trick so uh, there's that as well. Uh, Classic Reviews is still continuing. The Jim Carrey season, season 4. Uh, season 4, episode 3 was for The Mask. That's this week's episode. If you missed the previous two episodes, uh, The Truman Show was the first one. And Liar Liar is the second episode. And there's, of course, three previous seasons of Classic Reviews. But season 4 is the Jim Carrey season. The previous three are for other classic TV shows, games and films. Uh, what else we got here? Man United also on their return game drew 1-1 away to Tottenham. So there's that. Let's Play Sunday's episode using the gold M4A1 which I unlocked in last week's Let's Play Sunday episode. So there's that as well. Uh, did two similar podcasts. One on the positive side of news and one on the negative side of news. Uh, did a podcast talking about reliable news websites such as Geek Town. David over there of course. Uh, IGN, TV Line and a bunch of others as to where you can find your reliable news. I then did the opposite podcast which was Say No to Clickbait, Why You Should Do That. Again, not telling you what to do but recommending you what to do I suppose. Uh, listing some websites to avoid and other things like that as well so you can listen to those if you want to. 
CW Superheroes for Black Lightning Season 3. They had their uh, third season released on Netflix in the UK. It wasn't weekly this season. It was actually released as, as a box set. So I talked about that. Uh, TV Talk um, last week with Grey. We talked about Apple TV Plus's Central Park. Uh, Titans Season 2. A bunch of other shows as well. And we also gave out four recommendations each. So you can listen to that if you want to. Uh, I did a podcast called The Broken Conversation. Uh, involving Star Wars and Game of Thrones. Uh, you don't need to be caught up with those two to listen to that. There's no spoilers in there or whatever. Just around the around the conversation around those two particular IPs. So you can listen to that as well if you want to. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. And on podcast platforms. I'm going to go into spoilers now. So if you've not seen the leaks for Last of Us Part 2. Which do spoil some stuff but don't give full context. And if you've not played the game, you're definitely going to want to leave now. This is your last warning. If you're listening on the website, I'm just going to make these really clear. I know some people say that this spoiler warning takes too long, but sometimes you'd need to be really, really clear. If you're listening on the website, you can either press back or you can click on the homepage. That will shut the podcast off. If you're listening on a podcast player such as uh, iTunes or Spotify or whatever, open the app up now. Go into there right now. Or if you're using your headphones, uh, press the pause button on there. Switch switch the podcast off, shut the podcast app off if you if you need to. Go and play the game, come back and then listen or in the or in the meantime listen to a different podcast of ours. Shut the podcast off now because I am going to go into spoilers. And there are some big ones, so please do shut this podcast off. I know some of you might think, Oh, I'll stick around and see if he what story bits and pieces he talks about. Shut please shut this podcast off now. Um, which is really weird to ask people to do but um yeah go and do that go and listen to a different podcast that we've got in the meantime go and play the game i highly highly recommend it and all that sort of stuff i think i've given enough of a warning just want to be really clear just want to be really clear so um let's go into the other notes that i've got abby is the first one a huge huge talking point of course um you do play as her early on in the game and you do have no idea why at the start, um, because you you do play a little short section with Joel, don't you, with um, Tommy, and he talks about his decision with Ellie and whatnot, and uh, you know Tommy kind of says that's that's some really heavy stuff, but Tommy say, t- says I'm going to take this to the grave and whatnot, and that kind of plays out from there. But Abby, you then switch to her, and that's your actual first. Um, gameplay interaction with any of the runners and the infected and things like that so that's your first reintroduction kind of to the gameplay for this so yeah that's your first kind of gameplay introduction to to well last of us part two and uh, i thought it was a brave decision early on of course they wanted to establish early on just introduce her to the story i suppose and try and get you guessing i suppose to who she is and then owen pops up and um we don't know who he kind of is and stuff. And early on, there's a line that she says about we're we're looking for him or we're hunting him down. And she sees the lit, uh, brightly lit town because of course the, the the town's got all its lights on and stuff. I kind of had guessed early on that she was talking about Joe. I had no idea why. Um, and uh, you kind of I, I I kind of just did guess early on as to okay she's looking for Joel. Possibly it wasn't confirmed at that point, but I I just kind of had this early sort of suspicion, I suppose. Um, and uh, of course, you then go through some other gameplay bits and pieces. 
She then meets up with Joel and Tommy. You then play a short section with Joel and Tommy. Uh, the two of them get cornered and this is where Joel eventually does get killed. To begin with, I was obviously quite uh, disappointed. Well, not disappointed. I was quite, you know, I, I had the reaction I was pretty much supposed to have. I, I didn't have that reaction as to like, oh, you know, they killed Joel off. I'm done with the game or whatever. N- none of that kind of stuff. I, I guessed as to... It was so clear that, okay, we didn't know as to why early on, but Joel Joel had certainly done something to her, especially the reaction to like, okay, you, you look like you, you look like you've heard of us or whatever Joel says, and then she shoots him in the in the knee with the shotgun. I thought, oh, she's just gonna like as a result of that cut off his leg and we're gonna play some of the game with Joel having half his leg gone or whatever, or you know, that that sort of thing. But I was wrong, of course, she does a golf club. Uh, Joel to death after um, you then do return to playing as as Ellie and um, yeah you go through the house and then that was the part in the trailer wasn't it where I think a lot of us including myself had guessed that Dina was down there and she shot Dina and then because we see later in the trailer that Joel says do you think I'll let you do this on your own that obviously gets switched to Jesse and I thought that was a interesting kind of turn, an ambitious turn, and a, certainly a risky one as well. Which you know, I said I, I used the word risky a lot earlier in the in the spoiler-free section of this review. Um, yeah, I do think the introduction of Abby and getting us to play as her for half the game, and in the end, like I mean, she is totally justified with killing Joel because he uh, killed her dad. And one thing I think that they really, really nailed really well was putting it back to that room. That room where Joel made the choice. This this whole game is really about that, isn't it? I mean, the first game is, you know, Ellie's immune. Uh, we're going to try and get to the Fireflies. Of course, that's the journey of The Last of Us Part 1, the, the first game. You get her there. You don't make the choice. Joel makes it. This This girl isn't going to die, even though it could save, like, people's lives and stuff. He had this feeling of like, okay, Sarah's already been taken away from me, and that was cruel and 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 tragic and all that. And he didn't want it to happen again, of course, because he sees Ellie as a uh, daughter figure, or he sees himself as a father figure to her, and all that sort of stuff. It it all totally makes sense to me. And some people just don't get this part of the story. It's like, oh, you've introduced this this weird character I don't like, and um, you know, we play as her for after game, and she's the one that killed a character that I love. I totally get that in the way of like. Okay, you have to play half the game as this 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 villain essentially, but you know, as we go through the story and you do get to that flashback room and she sees her dad dead on the floor because Joel has just shot her because that's when you I think yeah you as the player are forced to shoot them, aren't you? Uh, at the end of the first game, it all ties back to that room, and I really really like that because. Um, I mean, it, it's emphasized at the start of this game of like, you know, I was supposed to take her to fly, Fireflies and get, get, you know, get the cure and, and do that. And I pulled her away and Tommy's saying, you know, this, this is really heavy stuff and I am going to take this to the grave with me. And obviously he does outlive his brother in this game uh, and does survive the game, of course. Although he could have died like several times. Uh, I'll talk about that in, li- in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I really loved how it just tied back to that room. It tied back to Joel's choice. Joel's two choices, I I I guess of, um, I mean he probably couldn't have taken Ellie out of the room without getting into a fight because the doctor does does threaten him, but the doctor threatens him 
for a correct reason because like hey this girl although yes she's she's you know she's this little girl and stuff it's this question of like okay do you sacrifice this girl to potentially save maybe maybe save the world from from this virus to get a vaccine and one of the things I think is really interesting, you tie all this together and you play as Ellie in the second game on this revenge quest where Joel has been killed, you're going after these people. Ellie never got a choice. She never got a choice in that room. She did, however, get a choice at the end of the game, which I'll, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But I, I, just, I just love how... I, to, to me, I kind of thought, okay, are they going to move on a little bit? from this whole Joel's choice at the end of the first game and all that and they didn't and I liked that because that's such a huge huge thing for this story and although we went into this game thinking like okay someone's gonna die she's gonna go on on her revenge quest and that's gonna be what this game's about and they're actually tied together this game's about both of those things in a way because yeah you, you just have this story thread of you know they go to the fireflies he refuses to let Ellie get killed. He kills Abby's dad. Unknowingly, he doesn't know who this guy necessarily is. We don't know who Abby is at that point. Abby comes in the room. We don't know about that because Joel's gone at that point. Um, It then becomes a revenge thing for her. Because she's then trying to avenge her dad. Rightly so, because Joel killed her dad. And I think for any of us, if someone killed our parent or someone that we care about, we'd not necessarily want to... I, I don't know about like, like where you draw a line with, with killing them or whatever. But certainly in this type of world. This sort of post-apocalyptic world. You certainly would want to. Um, and she's totally justified with, with doing that. Do we like the fact that Abby's killed Joel? No, absolutely not. We love Joel. We we think he's a great ter- character. He's, he's one of our favourite characters of this game. But she's totally justified with doing it. And then, yeah, just this risky idea of like... Okay, now you're going to play... Seattle day one, day two, day three, which you've just done with Ellie. And you're going to get to know this character and who Owen is and who these other characters are and this this pregnant woman and, and, and all that sort of all, all that sort of stuff and learn about like, okay, how close she was to her dad and th- her dad was this, this vet and, and whatnot, this, this doctor and all that. And learn about Abby's story. That was a huge, huge, huge risk for this game. And I really feel like it paid off a lot because it may, it, I'll, I'll admit as well, like, you she kills Joel and then you you play as her and I was kind of thinking like hey what 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 are you doing here that was the point where I was like okay you you are taking a huge risk here I continued playing the game I continued playing the story and things just developed and um I I, I think they pulled it off brilliantly I really do am I sad that Joel's gone absolutely I don't I didn't want Joel to die but just the the ambition to pull that off and the nerve to pull that off of like you are going to play as the villain that has killed whether you like Ellie or Joel more is of course up to people's opinions and whatnot but we both love both of them I'm I'm going to assume and Tommy as well and uh, eventually Dina and Jesse and all that um but you know Ellie and Joel are the core of the last of us and to take one of those characters away and then to get us to play half of the game with that character that's done that killing is really risky, really, really is, and uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with how they pulled it off. Am I happy that Joel's dead? No, but I'm happy with how they pulled off the story. Um, and uh, t- tying the leak into this, there's the particular sentence because after I finished this game, I was like, okay, what were the leaks? What 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 was what was I supposed to be so sort of stunned by? Um, and yeah, I was obviously shocked that Joel got killed and all that sort of thing and what whatever. Um, but I, just the way that people have talked about this game was as if something like completely outrageous happened. And, um, I went and looked at what the leaks were after I'd finished the game and all that. And, um, yeah. 
one of these sentences was Abby kills Joel and you play as her for half the game. That doesn't give nearly the amount of context as what I've just explained. <laughs> None of the stuff about like Joel killed her dad and it was in the room where, where he went to save Ellie and <clears throat> Joel had his own reasons and then uh, Abby's got her reasons for hunting down Joel. The leak doesn't explain any of that. <laughs> it just because if if you read that as a sentence, I understand as to why you might be annoyed. I'm like, okay, why are we playing half this game as the as the villain who's just killed the character that I care about? I understand that, but there's nowhere near enough context as to what the game actually does. So, yeah, but uh, that's obviously the first point I wanted to get to. So, rest in peace, Joel. We will very much miss you. The story is basically about Ellie now and about Tommy and about Dina. And uh, those are pretty much our main characters at this point. Because obviously Jesse does die as well. Um, but yeah. Ambitious risky stuff from Naughty Dog. And I really thought that they pulled it off uh, pretty well. Some people again. If you if you disagree with me. That's totally fine. That's totally totally fine. If you don't see what they were going for. And uh, and you, you disagree with it. I'm not saying I necessarily agree. Like oh yeah you should have done that. But I agree in terms of. The studio wanting to have ambition and try something risky and try some you know tr to put a twist in there or whatever great stuff but uh yeah sometimes 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 studios take risks like that and not everybody sort of understands and or appreciates and or gets it so uh let's move that feels like a really big point to move on from but yeah i just i because i just never expected it to I, I kind of expected, okay, they're going to talk about Joel's choice. So he's going to mention it to somebody. And obviously he talks about it to Tommy, which I really like. Um, and it gives Tommy a lot more purpose in this in this story as well. Because the first one, he really didn't have a ton of purpose. But that, that brings him in a lot. And he can still have conversations about Joel's choice with Ellie. Because obviously Ellie can't talk about that with Joel. But, um, yeah. Um, but speaking of... Um, Dina, Ellie and Jesse. Of course we did have this little love triangle kind of thing going on. Um, I do have written in my notes the, the risk the game took. But I pretty much just talked about that. But yeah, Dina, Ellie and Jesse. Of course Dina does get pregnant. And it's we, we assume it's through Jesse. Plus the baby that she has, JJ, at the end of the game. Certainly looks a lot like Jesse as well. So I think we can assume that that's what happened. They were exes of course. So they you know, probably did that and whatnot. Um, and then of course Dina gets together with Ellie and, and everything. Um, I thought this was, was an interesting kind of thing. I did care about Dina a lot. I did care about Jesse. I didn't care quite so much about Jesse as I did about Dina. But that's because I think of how tied in Dina and Ellie are. You know they're in a relationship together. You do go on the road with Dina a lot. You thought They form the bond there. And you form the bond as the person playing as Ellie who has... Um, Dina as her companion and, and and that sort of thing, so I thought that was that was nice and interesting. And um, in, in a in a certain way, Dina has kind of replaced Joel in the story, but in in the sense of like she's the new one that Ellie is sort of with, not in the same way, obviously. But uh, yeah, she's she's your companion for a large part of the game, and then of course she gets kind of sick because of the pregnancy and whatnot. And uh, has to step aside, and then that's when you do some of the more solo Ellie stuff, and then you meet up with Jesse later. Um, I thought that was an interesting little twist as well. The fact that, like, okay, we know that Joel has died, and we hadn't seen that scene yet where um, Joel Joel pulls Ellie to the side when she's in the midst of everything, and he says, "Do you think I'll let you do this on your own?" Turns out that that was Jesse. I thought that was an interesting little kind of twist and whatnot because he he died in the uh, not not at that point. 
with Jesse, but Joel died at that point in the story, and I was wondering because, okay, we hadn't come across that particular scene yet, and uh, I was trying to figure out, like, who would it be, Tommy's kind of not really close to where they were, um, we knew that Dina was back at the theatre trying to get rest, so we knew it wouldn't be her, so I guess Jesse was the other character that did make sense, because we didn't quite know exactly what he was up to at that point we we knew what tommy was up to because obviously he was going around doing all the killing and, and all that sort of stuff because he was ahead of you the whole time wasn't he uh he'd sort of left earlier or, or whatever um so all that was an interesting little piece of the of the game as well but yeah um you know i thought that was that was some good stuff as well um tommy um yeah almost died a couple of times didn't he there's the point where um you know they get trapped in the room with joel he gets trapped in the room with Joel, of course that's where Joel does get killed, but they, there's one of the women, I think it's, I can't remember all of the like, um, other characters' names, but the, the, the one particular character, um, who, she gets killed through the spores, doesn't she? You like bash her around the head or whatever, um, and then of course she works out that Ellie's immune, but it doesn't matter because she's about to get killed. Um, she bashes, um, Tommy over the head with the gun. I didn't think he was necessarily dead at that point, but, like, he could have died in that particular scene. There's also the part later where, um, you are chasing after Ellie as Abby, and I want to talk about that in a minute as well. Um, and she sort of shoots Tommy in the side of the head. I guess she sort of skims him. It's not quite 100% clear to me. Did she, did she have it in mind to definitely kill Tommy, or was it like, I'm just going to shoot you so that you don't kind of chase me sort of thing? kind of maybe um but yeah could have almost died some people did think he was actually dead and i was like oh my god you've killed off joel and tommy in the same game um which fair enough you know whatever but um yeah speaking of of that as well the thing that terrified me in this game the moment that the, the big moment for me that terrified me when you are playing as abby and you're kind of waiting to switch back to ellie at some point aren't you and you chase her through the theater. I was like, alright, at some point you're going to change to Ellie, aren't you? And you're going to make me fight Abby. That would make sense. Um, but I got what they were kind of going for there as well. But then you pin Ellie up against the wall. You are strangling her. And you are, well, it's only on PlayStation, so it would be square. You are mashing the square button. You know, the, the same way you would do with most of those type of uh, um, commands and whatnot. And you are strangling Ellie, and I thought in that moment, are you making me strangle Ellie, Ellie to death? And I was, I was pretty scared of that. And it was one of them situations in the game where, like, I started pressing square just because the game kind of told me to. And then you can see, again, from the animation, the really, really good animation in this game, Ellie's really struggling. She's starting to choke and, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I sort of let go of square. A bit and then I realized okay in order to get past this sequence I'm going to have to tap square because Ellie's probably going to kill Abby and then it will be a, a game over thing just like if you do that a few times in that particular sequence if you get killed obviously um, then it just it resets it because Ellie's not supposed to kill Abby um, and uh, yeah I, I just had this this fear for a minute of like okay Joel's died for understandable reasons at least from Abby's side of things killed her dad and whatnot don't make me kill Ellie in this scene. Um, especially as... Because as, obviously in that cutscene with Joel. You have no no command over anything. You're watching Joel get killed. But... Um, yeah. When, when, when you're making me mash the square button. To strangle Ellie. That's, that's kind of scary. 
But yeah, glad that she obviously didn't die. And I kind of thought, how is Ellie going to get out of this? Because I don't think she had any guns on her. She can't physically overpower Abby because clearly Abby is obviously stronger. She's got her pin, she's strangling her. For some reason I just forgot that she had that knife and then she pulled it out and then stabbed her. I think it was in the leg. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I just I just kind of had, had forgotten for some reason that she had that. Because like, how is Abby going to get out? How is Ellie, sorry, going to get out of this situation? And uh, that was pretty scary. Just, just the more and more on Ellie's face you see her sort of start to choke. And I was like, she's going to die in a second. And uh, that was that was pretty scary. So, but, um, again, taking, taking risks that pay off, uh, I think, at least, you know, as far as my opinion goes and whatnot, um, so, yeah, yeah, really, really crazy stuff, uh, and I suppose the last scene, the last couple of scenes for me to talk about as well, um, you kind of understood in a way of, like, when Abby and Ellie go to have that fight later by, by the water, and, um, what's that character's name, Lev, when, um, when, yeah, when Abby's with her and then she threatens to kill Lev and all that. And then you can tell by the, by the, because when Ellie goes to strangle Abby under the water, which was that, that scene that we saw in the trailer where she's all bloody and she's strangling someone and, you know, getting the animation, she's pulling that particular face. Um, and, and as soon as she let her go, I was like, okay, both of them are kind of tired of this and whatever. And both of, both of these characters sort of, they're, they're kind of done and sort of, I understood that as well, I think. Um, and then, of course, you move on to no, sorry, before that, when you're at the at the house with uh, Dina, and Ellie does kind of have this fear of like, okay, I haven't given this a full go. Like Abby's still out there; she still did kill Joel. I should kind of go after her. And you you can kind of see from when um, the shovel I think falls over in the, in in the barn or whatever, and she has the flashback of Joel. She she's still fearful of like okay Abby's out there somewhere and I I need I need to just go and kind of see 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 out this situation and at least conclude it in some way so I thought that was that was fairly good as well um, so yeah really good stuff with the ending as well I thought that was I thought that was pretty good um, and then of course the end scene itself you've got um, yeah she, she of course has her fingers bitten off which I thought was a bit unfortunate. She can't properly play the guitar. She puts it down and she walks off. I'm assuming she's going to look for Dina and to kind of reconcile their relationship because it had kind of broken a little bit, uh, not completely ended, but I think broken, broken a little bit. I thought was um, interesting, um, and uh, yeah, that's then the end of end of Last of Us Part Two. So um, I think this review has possibly gone on long enough. I thought this was probably going to be a, a relatively long review, but. Yeah, just to reiterate my points, the risk that they took, I th- risks that they took, I think paid off, at least from my side. I thought the gameplay was brilliant, the animation, the just ev- everything that they put into this game, I thought was brilliant. So, yeah, um, I kind of feel like I've I've said my uh, sort of full piece on 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 the game, uh, or, or given all of my sort of thoughts and all that sort of stuff. So, there we go. Um, but if you guys have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on Last of Us Part 2, or any feedback to some of the things that I've said, did you not enjoy the way that they handled the Abby Joel stuff? I understand if you didn't, but I thought that they did a really, really good job there. If some of that stuff didn't work for you and whatnot, let me know what are your thoughts on some of the animation and the gameplay and some of the mechanics and things like that. I thought they were all really, really brilliant as well. Like I said, can't wait to see what Naughty Dog does next. Can't wait to see what that's going to be. If it's going to be another part of The Last of Us. If it's going to be DLC. Or if it's going to be um, a, a third game. 
Me, myself, what would I want? I'm not 100% sure yet. There's part of me that thinks, like, okay, you could just leave it here. And there's part of me that thinks, okay, maybe there's a trilogy to be had here. Past the third game, I don't know how much you'd have left in the tank, necessarily. Um, but I, I, think there's a, I think there's a possibility of, like, one more piece to this story. Whether it's a DLC, like, prequel chapter, like, like the Left Behind did, or some sort of sequel... I'm I'm not really sure. I think that I think there's a possibility that they do something else, but uh, it's it's a bit early to tell yet. And even if they do do some, they do actually do something like that. It's gonna be it's gonna be at least a few years yet. So, but um, there we go. That's my review for Lost of Us Part Two. Like I said, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, Matthew at EntertainmentTool.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes as well. Thank you all very much for listening to this somewhat lengthy review and um. You know, sometimes I have a lot of things to say, <laughs> and uh, things go on a little bit longer than what uh, <clears throat> than uh, than what they usually do. But um, there we go. But thank you all very much for listening. You can find, of course, everything that we've got on EntertainmentTalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, we are on Patreon. You can have a look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers. Um, I think I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. Uh, one dollar and three dollar level tiers. Uh, that's on Patreon for ad free options and uh, review options. Amazon affiliate link, that's where we're shopping on Amazon, that's where you can shop on Amazon, sorry. Uh, We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review and subscribe to those. Um, Word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Social media, you can share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. Uh, In terms of other people as well, David is of course on geektown.co.uk. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, you can have a look on there as well. Um, and of course Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays uh, Trista Bytes, uh, that's for Bex She's on Twitch, you can follow her on there Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S uh, She streams a whole bunch She's doing some Alien Isolation and stuff as well um, And if you want to keep up to date with her Just go and follow her on Twitch And uh, you'll be notified when she goes live And you can check out all that cool stuff over there as well um, For Twitch as well Me and David are also on there For Mixer, we don't really know what's going on with that at the moment But um we tried to do the FIFA streams and stuff, but of course, Facebook bought Mixer, so we're not really sure what's going on with it. But uh, for Twitch, nonetheless, me and Ru- me and David are on there sometimes, and go and follow Bex, like I said, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. And uh, also remember, Let's Play Sundays um, on Sundays as well. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>